Welcome to Cordell and Cordell's Men's Divorce Podcast, moderated by managing partner and CEO Scott Trout, bringing you information for guys before, during, and after divorce, and everything related to family law. This podcast is not to be taken as legal advice, and no attorney-client relationship is established. Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO, and again, we're joined uh, by one of the Cordell and Cordell attorneys up in Pennsylvania. Welcome, Cassandra. Hi, Scott. Thanks for joining. And so we continue to bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce and topics that are relevant uh, throughout this uh, pandemic. It started, uh, I don't know, 18, 20 months ago. It's crazy. And continue to bring you topics that I think are relevant and new. And today is no different. We're going to talk about relocation. And I think uh, we were just talking off camera. I love this topic because uh, I've actually taken one up to the Supreme Court of my state, Missouri, on relocation. Uh, it's relevant now more than ever, I think, when it relates to guys, you know, in this job market, people are, are finding jobs and they're maybe relocating. And there's a lot of considerations that go into place for guys that have an order. And so um, let's talk about that, kind of the custody schedules. What is that first step you should be looking at if it's either confronting you that there's an opportunity for you to relocate. And, and when I say relocate, uh, especially in Missouri, and I'm not sure about Pennsylvania, but for us, even a relocation down the street triggers the relocation provision. Now, courts will look at it differently, but there's a very specific provision in all the judgments that say, you know, that you cannot relocate. And it doesn't say, you know, so many miles necessarily. Some of them are very vague. So let's talk a little bit about that. And what's their first step that they should be thinking about? Exactly. And like you said, yeah, with everything opening back up with the pandemic, this is becoming more and more of an issue these days. And in Pennsylvania, what constitutes relocation and is pretty ambiguous is what negatively or significantly impacts the custody for the non-relocating party. So every judge, every county that I've come across has different scenarios. Some judges, I had one relocation case where the other party wanted to move 45 minutes away from Allentown to Kutztown. The other party did file relocation, which the judge, we had a candor conversation and he said, yeah, I guess you should have filed, but I could see it not being relocation as well. And those parties were actually operating under a 50-50 schedule. And so of course, if it was an every other weekend or something where our client had less time, it would have been that much less of a potential relocation because the custody schedule does impact that. Because yeah. if it's it's still every other weekend and 45 minutes is not a big deal, but 50-50 could have greatly yeah. changed that. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, that's a huge point. I mean, like in St. Louis, there's the metro area. While St. Charles is kind of a, a suburb of St. Louis, maybe, I don't know, 11 miles pre-COVID, uh, it may take you an hour to get to a location just from traffic. Now it's changed. I mean, that's got to weigh in on, you know, especially as you say, let's take a look at the schedule. That's got to be a, a first priority of if it's equal, you know, 50, 50 week on week off or every other day. Uh, it, it's got to create an issue, especially if they're moving, if they were in the same school district, I would imagine that'd be an issue. School is absolutely a big factor. And in the case I was just talking about, that was our main issue of how to get about that. Because opposing party didn't necessarily want to stop 50-50. She had no problem with that as a parent. She wanted to relocate there for a job. 
So we needed to figure out school because she was moving out of their current district, which was the main issue exactly of out of school district or not, which is another factor I've come across judges using as whether or not something constitutes relocation. And we live in such a mobile society. I mean, you know, I've been practicing almost 29 years. And I think when we first started, it maybe didn't or come up as much. But in the latter half of, say, the last 15, I always see them come up in July or early August, right before uh, we register people for school. You've got, you know, parents are wanting to move. They want to upgrade a home. They want to move wherever, closer or getting out of a neighborhood. And that school issue becomes probably, as you suggest, probably one of the principal arguments about let's compare these two uh, public schools or private schools, whatever the, the case may be. Absolutely. And really getting experts to come in and say, this is one of the lowest school districts in the area. And that can you know, serve as a basis for fighting some of these relocations, I imagine. Absolutely. And at least in Pennsylvania, some of the factors the court looks at, one of the two of the biggest are, how is this going to impact the child's life in terms of education, stability? As you mentioned, if they're going from a fabulous school to one that's maybe not so great, the courts may be less inclined to do that to the child is probably not the right way to put that. However, they're going to be less inclined to take that opportunity away from a child to be in a good yeah. school. However, vice versa, if they're going from a lesser known school district to a better one, that will help the relocation. Mm -hmm. The main thing we're looking at is, is this going to better the child's life? And mm -hmm. all these yeah, kinds that's of the play. Right. right, you focus on the child because I can tell you, oh my gosh, I think of all the cases that I've had, um, a lot of them dealt with the parent that says, well, I'm doing this for me and I'm moving. And the question was always, well, okay, are you getting a, a raise? No. Uh, are you getting a promotion? No. Is it advancing your career? Well, no, it's lateral. Well, why are you moving? Oh, well, I just want to go and go try something new. And the judge is always, well, okay, we're not here about you. We're here about the child. And I, there have been cases when the judge posed to the mom and said, all right, you make a choice, job or child goes with dad. And they chose job, which was very interesting. But that is, it's a great point when you think about what the court's going to look at. And that is the child, focusing on the child. Or, I mean, there are cases where I've had uh, the custodial parent, or if it was 50-50, they got a really big promotion. Uh, it wasn't a voluntary transfer. It, you know, the company said, look, take the job, move to Dallas, or you're fired, kind of thing, or you're laid off. And, and that's a different situation where it's not necessarily the child comes into play, but I don't know about Pennsylvania, but in those instances, the court will observe whether or not it improves the overall life of the family unit. Correct. And one of the factors Pennsylvania does look at is, why is this party requesting the relocation? What brought this about? And like you said, if it's, look, my company gave me this big promotion, I didn't actively look for this versus like you were saying, I just kind of want to, or I've come across it a few times that there's a significant other in a different area that they want to go closer to. The court is less favorable upon that reasoning. The favorite, my boyfriend's being transferred, so I want to go with him. Exactly. Oh, and he happens, to, he happens to have a couple felonies, but you know, it's all good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that again, right. ties into the best interest of the child of well, how long are you even going to relocate? Is this relo relocation going to stick? Will you be there a year and then trying to move somewhere else? Things of that yeah. nature as well. You know, during the pandemic early on, and I want to say 
it was probably April or May, we had a virtual town hall where we talked about celebrities and how they were dealing with the pandemic. And I can't remember, it was, uh, I think it was an artist who she relocated from California to Oklahoma during the pandemic. Uh, they were divorced and you know both parents lived in California close to each other. And it became a big argument about the impact on the relationship with the other parent. Now, not only uh, is the distance become a problem, but the prohibition on travel became even an issue. Um, and I've had cases, and I think we have one now, where one parent's gone out of the country. And uh, you know that's even a whole nother level of how that impacts the relationship with the other parent. I mean, there are cases all over the country and that some of them are disturbing. I know one out of New York that talked, the judge said, a virtual like this, that's significant and meaningful. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens now that our world has changed and now we're utilizing technology like this to, to take care of court matters, uh, to do interviews, to, to engage with people. You know, we used to, during the pandemic, we had family happy hours. You're reaching out to people now and having meaningful contact through a camera. So I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how judges treat this as a continuing issue and whether or not that, that uh, affects guys that maybe are trying to stop a relocation. Absolutely. And like you said, there's different forms of communication, different ways to stay in touch and have that relationship. And that does go back a little bit to how the current custody schedule impacts it, because if one parent is here with me in Pennsylvania and the other is with you in Missouri, and the Pennsylvania parent wants to move to Florida, per se, anywhere, judge might say, okay, well, it's gonna be a similar schedule regardless, they're still gonna to need to fly and they'll still have yeah. the same kind of relationship. That probably would not actually constitute relocation at that point yeah. because it wouldn't impact the relationship. So it's definitely an yeah. interesting trigger of what actually constitutes relocation. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's so interesting. And you know, I think that when we talk about it, I think the good, the point I wanted to make is that, you know, guys have, they're standing here. There's, there's a good fight to, to fight and you have good grounds and all of these areas you need to kind of dig into. And it's very similar to uh, when I explain this to, to clients uh, and it's obviously different around the, the country and all the standards, but there's a jurisdictional uh, piece that's called the Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction Act. And that really dictates on where cases are filed, but there's some elements in there that I always carry over into relocation. It talks about where the child's, like what are their connections with the state in which they're currently in? Doctors, teachers, friends, you know, those significant connections that they have none when they relocate. It's much more complicated if, you know, mom is moving towards family uh, or if they've split time. Uh, but if it's a new location, no connections, new school, new teachers, new friends, new doctors, new dentists, those are the kind of the, the, defend, uh, the defense that you put up. Um, and I think for me, it's always, you know, what do you do? You say you want to deny relocation and keep all things the same, or you, you know, in the alternative, you want primary custody or you, whatever the, the word or verbiage is in your, in your locale. But I think that's a huge one um, when you think about it, is trying to dig up and, and create the, the picture that of stability of all these connections, don't you think? Absolutely. I actually have a case right now where my client, his wife and their two children, their two sons came here for a medical fellowship for him. They're mm -hmm. from Oklahoma, came here for medical fellowship. They've only been here a year and a half at this point. So technically Pennsylvania had proper jurisdiction. 
he, when his fellowship is over and their entire plan always was for him to return to Oklahoma, for all of them to, as a family. She now is saying that she does not wish to return. We're, we're in the process of discussing that. We might be returning now. But his fellowship is up July, this upcoming July, that, and both of their families are there. It was their plan to return, as you were saying. Family is there. He's returning for a good job. And on the flip side, their sons are only six and four, so they don't have set friends per se. They don't have a set schedule. They haven't been going to the same school for five, six years. That would be a huge adjustment for them. That for him, he has a stronger relocation case, which is obviously a good thing for him. And due to that, not uprooting the children, it's gonna be good for them to return to family, return to friends that they've had because both sides of their family are there, both maternal and paternal. And I think we can get, you know, very lax in, in making some assumptions here as I'm thinking through this is that we're not always the one that's trying to stop a relocation. We may be the one that wants to relocate. And Correct. so that's a whole different strategy than trying to prepare. And I guess that's the question is timing. You know, when should someone come in and meet with you or call an attorney over at Cordell Cordell and, and say, hey, I need to talk strategy here so I can develop a, you know, a good timeline and when I need to take action. Absolutely. And the difficult part is, like you said, relocation can be very different. It can be, you know what, maybe I want to move. There's not a dead set time I need to buy. Or it could be my job told me I need to move within the month or I'm fired. So with that, it very much so depends on when you either need or want to move. Because you know, we do need to take into account the court has a calendar that we need to go through the proper channels. And if it takes some time, it will take some time. My general rule of thumb is you won't be in front of the judge on a final relocation trial for at least six months in Pennsylvania following filing. Because we need to file the notice Opposing party then has 30 days to either object or agree to re relocation. Mm -hmm. And then the court begins calendaring and getting the ball rolling. So it could be a month before the court even knows if they need to schedule a hearing or not. Yeah, some jurisdictions, like I can tell you, St. Louis, it would be months and months and months and months. It's, it's right. hard to get any hearing right now. Right. So for my client I was speaking about before, where he's going to be done in July, Within six months, we're planning on filing early December so that mm -hmm. the six months we have plenty of time, we'll have our decision with time to prepare. Yep. And you have to think ahead of the court's calendar and backlog. And I've even called the court to see how far out are you scheduling currently? What's it looking like to get an idea of are they moving a bit quicker? Because you also don't want to be a year before the relocation. Which, right. and most people don't know that far in advance, but you don't want to be too far ahead. Or I've had judges get upset about, look, this isn't ready yet. I've seen judges get upset about that. Mm -hmm. And so let's come back in a few months. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, when you think about it and timing, you know, and one of the first places to start has to be pull your judgment. Correct. No matter what state you're in, read what it does and says, because a lot of them will require you to provide notice and then wait before filing or while filing some of them they're very different state to state some don't have an anti-relocation provision uh so that's it grab your judgment your decree 
your settlement agreement, your separation agreement, read it or bring it into your attorney and then really understand what you can do from there. Exactly. And I always say the sooner you speak to someone, the better, because it's always good to be prepared sooner rather than later. Yeah. And even during the pandemic, I mean, I say months and months, uh, I've had an occasion where depending upon the judge I draw, I can go in and say, look, judge, you know, we're here. School starts shortly. I need a temporary order to, to relocate. And I know it's kind of, you're hearing evidence twice, um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's, we got to enroll them and, and there's an opportunity, but obviously you want as much time as you can get and not get into that position where you need to move and the judge is faced with a, a really rash decision. Uh, and they'll most of the time err on status quo and then leave Correct. everyone where they are. And that's really the difficult part. Correct. Exactly. So yeah. definitely, I always say, if you're thinking of it, talk to someone sooner rather than later. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining. Great stuff, relocation. It can get real technical, but it's a, such a relevant issue right now. You hear people you know, relocating the, the job markets. You kind of pick your job if you want it. It's out there. And right. uh, you know, there are a lot of openings. So if that's on the horizon, it's even a possibility. It's worth a consultation with an attorney who practices exclusively in family law, like we do, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, well, thanks for joining today. Thank you, Scott. Give us a call, 866-DADS-LAW. Find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. You can do a consultation in person, on the phone, or virtual, just like this. Uh, It's worth the time. We've got offices around the country in 37-plus states, including the United Kingdom. So check us out and continue to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't done it yet, go to Apple iTunes. You can subscribe. You'll get notified when it drops twice every week. And check out our virtual town hall. That's on our YouTube channel. Uh, We'll have another one live in November. If you haven't joined yet, Go to CordellCordell.com. You can find out more information about the town hall where you can log in and ask questions live of a panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys for about an hour on a topic that is important and relevant to you. So until next time, have a great week.